Pastor Wayne shared something profound last week. He was saying, when you meet someone from another nation, you immediately connect that person to another nation. And I was like, you are actually right, Mfundisi, because when I meet a Zulu, I'm sure this guy is going to say, Hambaganjan. Then I know that I made contact with a Zulu guy. And the next thing, when I meet my Indian fellow at work, he's like, what kind, my brother? What kind? What kind? You know, so, so if there's no what kind, then I know that, okay, you are probably not an Indian, but you are covered in an Indian skin. Hallelujah. <laughs> same thing, same thing with, same thing with someone who's Tosa. Uh, I, I, I know my Zulu friends will agree with this one. If a Tosa guy doesn't say, or a lady doesn't say, Kaloku, you know, then you did not come in contact with someone who's closer. Hallelujah. So it's the same thing with us as Christians that when, when, when we make contact with either believers or not believers, what do they take away when they come in contact with us? Do they, do they take away, or are you that, that Mzaloan who's like, bless you, bless you, child. You know, bless you, colleague of mine, uh, bless you, whoever, you know, is that what you portray, or do we portray that through actions and how we interact with them? But by the time Fanele leaves me, what would have told Fanele came into contact with the Christian? Yeah. So, so that's what we are going. After. That's what we are going. After. Always serving. Yeah. Last week, Pastor shared. Shared. Right. So. Thank you. This guy is a closer. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a lot of you know. So so that's when we know that Christians are together now. Hallelujah. When we're together, we use the click word. Hallelujah. Amen. So last week, Pastor Wayne was sharing about always honoring God and always honoring each other. So he took us through how God, how Jesus honored God through prayer. When we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, first honoring God before everything. And what happened afterwards within the gospel, we see God honoring Jesus back. So he also spoke about us honoring one another, and he made an example about this lady who was a blessing to Solomon, how we are expected as Christians to give gifts to one another. And that feeling when you receive a gift and how you feel like blessing that person ten times more than they blessed you. So, so the honoring uh, uh, sermon last week was more focusing on how we need to honor each other. Hallelujah. That wherever we are in our workplaces, we need to honor our colleagues our managers and our business partners, our friends and our family members. And the ripple effect of that is we become honored ten times, either by the same people we've honored or by God as well. So that's what we looked on into last week, and thank you, Mfundisi, for that message. So this morning, we are going deeper. Touch your neighbor and say, deeper. Yes. So, so this morning... This morning, so, 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 so what Umfundisi did, it, it was just starters. So from today onwards, we are just going deeper into what happens when you honor. Amen. So look at your neighbor. Look. I hope uh, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I am blessed. Tell your neighbor again, you are also blessed. Tell your neighbor again, I am also blessed. 
that is what we are going after today. We are going to understand what it means exactly when we say we are blessed. Uh, I love what um, Andrew's wife just shared just now, that when we give, uh, when we give our tithe and offering, it is, it is a tool that God is using us to be a blessing to the church. And the reason we do that, it is because we are blessed. We are not doing that because we've got money, but we are doing that because we are blessed. Right? Okay, hold there, hold it there. I'm going to break it down further, but before that, let us pray. Let us pray. Let's close our eyes. Father, we thank you so much for this time. We give you the glory, Lord, and we pray that mighty God, King of kings, Master of the universe, Lord, have your way. Speak to us, use us, and let your name be known and let your name be glorified, Lord. In the name of Jesus, prepare our hearts, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So God's plan for our lives, church, is for us to be blessed so that we can be a blessing. But you probably may ask yourself a question that, am I blessed? I was with friends of mine this past weekend whom I love so much, you know, and the question I was asking them was, are you blessed? And he took some time to reply, and I asked him, if we put, let's say, let's make an example, if we put Spore, and then we put um, another guy next to Spore, the same guy, and are you, okay, let me do an example, Spore, please join us, uh, please come, I, please come, my friend, I forgot your name, please forgive me, but you are still blessed, hallelujah, you are still blessed. So, so, so I've got two people, this guy drives an AMG, and this guy does not drive an AMG. He doesn't have a car. He doesn't have a car. I'm not prophesying, brother. I'm not prophesying yet. Okay. So, 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 this guy drives an AMG, not T's AMG, hallelujah, but he drives an AMG. This guy has a mansion in Morningside, hallelujah, and this guy uh, is not employed. I don't know how he's paying his car. He's not employed. He's not employed. So my question to this guy is, who is more blessed? between the two. Let's turn it around again. Same age group, same career, uh, same office, married, happy family, mentioned in Glenwood, uh, just employed, and that's it. When he leaves work, he takes a taxi and goes home. Same age group, same qualification, same cum ladders, hallelujah. You know, so, you know, so who's more blessed? You'd, Okay, okay. So I turn the question again. I turn the question again. I, I, I turn the question around, and I, I like what's happening because now you are like the guy I was talking with yesterday. So I said, okay, fine, because his response was, well, Sobs, because I have got everything, it would be easy for me to say I am more blessed. And then I said, okay, okay, fine. Let's turn around the table. Let's turn around the table. Same guy, you are now the same as him. Who is more blessed between the two of you? Who's blessed between the two of you? And they're like, obviously, he's more blessed than I am. <sighs> Amen. Thank you. You can have a seat. So, so here's what I want you to see. That we are blessed all the same equally. That's what we are going after this morning. We are going to realize that 
when we are saying I am blessed, we are not blessed because of what you have. But we are blessed because of the root inside of you. Amen. So that's what we're going after today. So now, I want you to say this with a meaning, that I am blessed. I am blessed. blessed. I'm going to show you why you are blessed. So there's a story of mine. So I've shared this. So, So there's a friend of mine who, who, first time working, he's a graduate trainee. He finds... He sees this old man by the streets, and this old man doesn't have a home, he's homeless. So this guy owns his bachelor flat in uh, Manzimtoti. So he finds this man as he was passing, and then he takes him home. To first forward the story, he washes this guy, and he leaves this guy for, to spend the day in his house while he went to work on the day. I'm like, how can you do that? So you take a homeless guy you've never met before, you don't know before, you put him in your house, you wash him, And then you make sure that he stays there and waits for you to come back from work. This is what this guy did. By the time he got back from work, he takes this guy home into Butterworth. No, it was not Butterworth. It was uh, just before Mount Frey, around Kumbu and Mount Frey, between Kumbu and Mount Frey. On his way home, he takes this guy, he reunites him with his family. This guy has been on the streets of Deben for the past 20 to 15 to 20 years. And this guy, because of understanding the God inside of him, he looks beyond trusting this guy, but he's like, if I can reunite you with your family, then that's all that matters to me. How we do that is another question of its own. So, so this guy was portraying an example of being blessed to be a blessing. He had a bathroom. And he was not using it when he was using it. He had a home. He had a car. And he knew that all that he has does not belong to him. But it belongs to God's people. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So, 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 so when we are blessed, what we have does not belong to us. The seven seater that Uncle Malcolm has does not belong to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but, no, hands off Uncle Malcolm, hands off Uncle Malcolm, but, 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 what happens is, his seven-seater, it has his name, but it is used to be a blessing to the kingdom of God and anyone he might meet on the way when he's going down uh, the building. Amen. So, so this is what I want to, uh, this is what we're going after church, that we need to understand that whatever we have, we are blessed to be a blessing. Let's look at Genesis 1, 27 to 29. So, it is always key for me that we go back to the beginning that what was God's original intention? So that we do not speak Sobs' revised original intention. So, verse 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, God blessed them. Who did God bless? God blessed them, his image. So, so when I was looking at it, I was like, Lord, it was not enough that they were made in your image. You felt it was necessary to still bless your image. Because the fact that I'm made in the image of God, I'm like... I'm right, I'm grand, I'm okay. That's enough on its own. 
And the next thing, the same God is like, I'm blessing you. I make you my image, and the next thing, I am blessing you. So, 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 who did God bless? He was blessing us. So making mankind in his own image was not enough. And that alone is like, okay. And when he blessed them, at that time, they had not yet named everything. They had not yet worked the land that the Lord had prepared for them. All they knew at that time was, I'm in Devon, I'm in every nation Devon, and this is where I work, and this is where my business is. And he blessed them. So therefore, anything that happened after that, it was because they were blessed in the beginning. So the naming of animals that happened after, and the eating on the tree after, and everything that happened afterwards, it was all a result of them being blessed. Amen. Let's look at, uh, let's look at Genesis 9-1. Let's, let's, we, we're just going Old Testament. We're coming just now to the New Testament. Genesis 9-1. God's covenant with Noah. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. So who blessed Noah? God. So God blesses again. And this was after man had fallen, after Cain and Abel and after the, after the flood. So the same God is like, okay, since I've erased everything with the flood and all of that, God blessed them again. And after he blessed them, look at what he says. Saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number. So them being blessed, there was an expectation and there was a responsibility that came afterwards. Are you with me, church? So God blessed them. Let's fast forward again, Genesis 12. Now we're talking about another character. So it was Adam and Eve, then we went through Noah. Now we're looking at Abraham, the father of faith. Genesis 12, 2 to 4. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. Now, this is God speaking to Abraham. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people, say all people, on earth will be blessed through you. All people, irrespective of nation, irrespective of country, all people on earth will be blessed through you. So through one person, Abraham, all people will be blessed. I think at that time, I would, if I was Abraham, like, how? I'm only based in Deben. How are you going to do that? that? Or maybe I would have said, yo, Lord, I've got lots of work to do, hey? I have a lot of traveling to do, lots of visas. How am I going to get to other nations? But surprisingly, Abraham did not ask that, hey? He did not wonder about that. Now, if you go, when, when he said through you, he actually meant that through your genealogy, hallelujah, <laughs> but basically, basically, through where you come from, but everyone who comes through you, Abraham, you will be blessed. That means generation, years of years after you, you, because of you, all nations will be blessed. Where do we see this? We see this in Matthew 1. In Matthew 1, it explains that Jesus was born through Abraham. So there was Abraham, there was David, and so forth and so forth, and then there was Jesus. Matthew chapter 1 explains that. So when God says, 
all people on earth would be best through you. He meant Jesus was coming. So even in the Old Testament, even in the Old Testament, God, oh my goodness. So even in the Old Testament, God knew what he was going to do for us. So after everything that had happened in Adam, Adam and Eve, he knew. He had it all planned out. But he had to use Abraham to get us there. Amen. Now, let's look at Galatians chapter 3 to seal it all off. Say, I am blessed. Now let's prove that. Let's close it off. Galatians 3, 8 to 14. Message version explained it so well for me. Is it not obvious to you that persons who put their trust in Christ are like Abraham? So, now this is the New Testament. And it is saying here, is it not obvious to you that persons who put their trust in Christ are like Abraham? Children of faith... It is all laid out beforehand in scripture that God would set things right with the non-Jews by faith. The non-Jews means us. Now, scripture anticipated this in the promise to Abraham, that all nations will be blessed in you. So we see this, whatever God had said to Abraham, we see it being sealed off in the New Testament. And this is what Paul was saying here. And also it says that, so now those who live by faith are what? Are what? So those who live by faith are blessed. And who lives by faith between you and I? It's all of us here. And that is why we are blessed. The reason we are here today, it is because we believe that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. By faith we believe that. And that is why we are here today. And that is why when we worship, we worship him through faith that we know what he did for us on the cross. Amen. Salvation belongs to Jesus, faith that is speaking. So that is why we come here, because we live by faith. So because we live by faith, we are blessed. So we are blessed along with Abraham, who lived by faith. This is no new doctrine. And that means that anyone who tries to live by his own effort, independent of God, is doomed to failure. This is the word of God speaking. Church, if there's anything I'd like to encourage you on, we need to take the word of God seriously. And when we study the Bible, we need to study it such that we, we, we connect it and it has to minister to us. So what I'm showing you here, connecting these dots now, my prayer is that they will minister to you as they minister to me. What I know today is not what I knew before I prepared this sermon. All along, I thought, me having a car, good job, awesome wife, happy babies, I am blessed. But hey, I am not blessed because of those things. What I have, it is because I am blessed. That is why I have what I have. That means I can even have more than what I have. Because greater is God inside of me than what I see. Are you with me? So we are blessed. So when, 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 when it says that you are blessed to be a blessing, we need to understand that we are blessed with Jesus inside of us. And that's all that matters. So we then become a blessing with Jesus, not on our own. So how do we become a blessing with Jesus? We avail everything that God has given us to everyone. 
the money we have, the cars we have, the houses we have, we invite neighbors. You're good in cooking, you cook for your neighbor. You're good, you're good in making money, like Andre, you, you start leading marketplace. And you volunteer yourself that, what if there can be a cooking ministry inside this house? Because that's what God has given you. So we use what God has given us to be a blessing. Now, here's what happens. When we then become a blessing, we create a chain of blessings. There's a guy who blessed me. Uh, I'm sure you will also relate to the story. When someone blesses you, you want to do the same for others. Starting my business, there are a number of guys who sold into my business in Umtata. And because they did that, there's this guy who started farming this year in January in Umtata. I've never met this guy. Uh, I just know him through Facebook. He comes to me. He sends me a message on Messenger. And it's like, Sobs, long story short, can you please lend me money? And I will give you 10% of the business. And after that, I will pay you back your money in three months. But because of what has done to me, guess what I did? I was like, no, Ina, take the money. Because I know how it feels like not to have money. And this is someone who did not know me. But what am I trying to show you here? Because I was blessed, I received, I'm able to pass it through. Now, what will that guy do next? He will pass it through. He will pass it through. And then everyone in the kingdom of God and those who are not in the kingdom of God will start prospering. Because now we are not holding back. We are not holding back to what God has given us. So, so we look at Galatians 3.9. So those who live by faith are blessed. That should be the next slide where you see two people. So just because you have Jesus, that's all that matters. You're, just because you have a business or you don't have a business, it doesn't mean you are less blessed or more blessed. We are all blessed. But now each person has got his own lane. And each person accesses what he wants to access by how they press into God. So we are all blessed equally. So I remember when I uh, started working, as soon as I became born again, to prove that uh, one is really blessed when they become born again. So I became born again, and I started working part-time. And where I was going to work part-time, it was a game store, and I was doing my metric around that time. And... I was the only one who got in and who didn't qualify to be a stock controller. I was the only one, even today. A year later, I asked the guy, this guy was a Mtembu, so he was a Zulu guy, you know, so I have nothing against Zulus. So, 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 so this guy was a Zulu guy, so I asked him a year later, why did you take me? You know, because I was so concerned that I didn't qualify. There were people who qualified who were supposed to be taken, and you didn't take them. I cannot remember his answer, to be honest. I think there was nothing that I got out of it. And then eventually he left. <laughs> eventually left. But at that time, I did not know that it was because I was blessed. And going through this sermon, I was like, wow. Because I was blessed, God qualifies the unqualified. That means... That means, amen. Same thing happens. In Toyota, I, was, I started in PE. And when we applied for vacancies, 
I was applying with your cum laude guys, and I was not a cum laude guy, guys. But Jesus was Lord, amen. You know, but we are not there. So, so I was applying with cum laude people and you people, hey, guys. Uh, so, so, so when we applied, there's a friend of mine. My pass mark, I was hitting on your 50s and 60s, you know, and I knew that that is where I was. When we applied, there was three of us who were on the 60s. So this lady comes to me and is like, your sobs, did you see? One, two, three, four, five. I'm like, yes, I saw. But let's go. We'll see when we go in. To cut the story short, I was the only one who was taken in the class of engineering that year by Toyota. I was the only one. I was the only one. I did not, where I was doing my in-service training in Newton Hague, uh, there's a guy there. A, a governor, ne? there's a guy there and his name was a governor, so he's, he's a governor, so I'm trying, to, so basically it was from here, Deben. so it's like, hey man, I know guys from Toyota, I can get you in there, I'm like, no, it's fine, I wanted to allow God to be the one who lets me in, because I always knew that I wanted to work a company of that nature, so, but I was the only one, everyone, your cum laude guys, they were not taken. I got into Toyota, and my life has never been the same again. And that's part of the reason I'm here today. It's because of God calling me to Deben. Why did that happen? Because God, when you are blessed, you need to take what is yours and start walking by faith. Amen. You need to not sell yourself short. Do not sell yourself short. Why? Because you are blessed. Being blessed is like you are wearing something. It is up to you now if you are going to use it or not use it. Because you see, what you are wearing is the word of God. And this word of God works. So it's either you put it on every morning, it's either you put on the armor of God every morning and make use of it, or you don't make use of it. So, so, so church, that is why it is important that we understand that we are blessed. And the same mention he has, you can also have the same mention even more. Everything that he or she has, you can also have that, even more. It is up to us. God, we serve a God who has blessed us and who has given us everything. And it is up to us. Amen. So, so Galatians 3.9 says, those who live by faith are blessed. We look at John 13.17, it also says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And then we look at James 2, 14, where it says, this faith that we're talking about, without actions, it is dead. So yes, as you see Galatians 3, 9, it says those who live by faith are blessed. But now this faith requires action. James put it so well that, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, it is dead. So the Bible says in 3.9, those who live by faith are blessed. So this faith that we live, we become a blessing. That is how we live this faith. We become a blessing and we sow seed. We help people. We sow into the house of the Lord. We sow into our families. We sow into one another. 
How do we sow? It could be money, it could be time, it could be that five minutes we're talking about of just one. That is you being a blessing because you are blessed. It could be a cup of coffee, even if it's five minutes, Andre, it will be a good cup of coffee, hallelujah. You know, but, but we become a blessing with what we have. It's the same thing that happened with Moses. Moses is like, Lord, I don't have anything. And God is like, what is in your hand? And it was a rod. And this rod, Moses has, had been using it for a number of years, not knowing that God could use that. So God can use anything you have right now today for you to be a blessing because you are blessed. Same thing happens with David again. David has been, David has been looking after sheep and everything and God uses his experience to be a blessing because, uh, because David was blessed. Amen. So yeah, church. So, so that is why Philippians 4 6, it says, don't worry. That's why it says, when you pray, pray in thanksgiving. It is because you are blessed already. It is because, it is because you have it already. You have it. It's in you. Church, Pastor Wayne shared uh, a, a, a great sermon two years back that we should not be just J Christians. We need to be Christians, Abazalwane, who live who we are, who, who live this name called Jesus. That is why we're doing this, this service today, that as a Christian, when people see you, you are a blessing. At work, when we go to the canteen, uh, now and again, I, I've had this thing that once I see my colleagues, that there's a machine there where you put in your card and uh, you load money into your account. So now and again, I haven't done this this year, actually, come to think of it, but last year, what I used to do, if I saw my colleague putting money there, I would say, come, I will pay for you. Come, I'll pay for you. I can see he's putting money, but I'm like, no, come, I'll pay for you. There's any meal that you want. So as we're walking, I would be like, which one do you want? And he would just take one uh, plate. Do you want a drink? Do you want dessert? He's like, no. And the question that would come is, so when must I pay you back? No, 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 you're not going to pay me back. It's fine. So I did that for a number of times. And do you know what that did to me? I was using what God had given me to be a blessing to my colleagues. Not that they don't have money, but I want to get through to them. Because I am blessed with this Jesus who has changed my life. And if I can get through them, through this card, so that they can know Jesus, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So, so, amen. So, so that is why the Bible says don't worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own problems of its own. So what do you have? What do you have, church? What do you have? And that's what you need to ask yourself. A neighbor of ours, uh, he's an awesome mlungu, uh, very tall, with uh, bald, and he just moved in. And when he moved in, Lord, I, I, we, we just felt like, ah, this guy was just, uh, he wanted us to move out, basically. He was just chopping us. Your children are making noise. He, he just, he was just against us. And when he moved in, this guy, he put in your maxi door, everything. It was like tight proof. And when you checked his car, it's like your gangster type of a car, but he's a lungu, so he's a gangster lungu type of a car, you know. So, so, so when you look at his car, it has those black tinted wheels. And I'm like, Lord, this guy is so difficult. 
So it was Olua's birthday. And I'm like, baby, we need to give this guy a cake. You know, we need to melt this thing between us, you know. And my wife is like, hi, baby. No, we can't. No, we can't. Don't, 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 don't. This man has been torturing us. I'm like, baby, I understand. I'm like, baby, I understand. We're going to leave this place soon. And if this guy doesn't know there's love, you know, who's going to tell him? So thank you. Fortunately, I've got a submitting wife. Hallelujah. You know, so I take the cake. So my wife is like, you are going to take the, I'm like, yes, I'm going to take the cake. You know, so I take the cake. And as I'm going, my wife is like, what if he throws it away? I'm like, it's fine. Jesus is still Lord, you know, even if he throws it away, at least I know that I gave him. So now when I greet him tomorrow, I will greet him knowing that I reached out to you. So now the way I greet him tomorrow changes. Now, because now I've got access to him and he took it. So I get to him and I'm like, oh, Lord, prepare me, Father. You know, prepare me. What if he says, I don't eat cakes? Because he's like, he's well built eh? and he's tall and I don't eat cakes. You know, and I'm like, it's fine, Jesus. You know, so I give the guy cake and he takes it and he says, thank you. And he closes the door. I'm like, okay, Lord, sharp. You know, so I go. And that was it. So now every time I see him, I'm no longer scared of him anymore. I'm not. I don't, I don't, I don't have to feel like, I don't have to, I don't have to feel like maybe something happened wrong. Maybe my children were noise. I don't have to feel that anymore because I'm like, I tried to reach out to him. So my point is, we are blessed to be a blessing. Simple thing as a cake to your next door neighbor. If you are a good cook, you cook cookies, you know, bless your neighbor. Hallelujah. We need to be a blessing, church, and God is going to use what we have. Amen. Even if it's someone's birthday or if it's Valentine's coming up, the God test in Howard, hallelujah, we can use that. Amen. Amen. So let us not be just a Christian's church. Average life is not who we are. Average life is not who we are. Guys, guys, we can't have people who don't know God prospering, and we know God, we don't prosper. A friend of mine said, I'm going to say this in class, I'll try and translate it. He said, which means, which means people are eating, we will be hungry. When we have the same access to the same food that they are eating. So, so, so it is up to us, church. So I want us to be a church that is expectant. So that expectant to be a blessing. Lord, bless me so that I can be a blessing. Lord, give me a house in Morningside so that we can reach more of Morningside. Lord, give me this car because I'm tired of seeing people walking to church or not going to church because it's raining. Father, put me in this company because this company has a strategic plan in taking over the city. And I want to be part of this so that I can bring Jesus into this city. So we need to be expectant Christians who are like, Lord, whatever you give me, Father, how can I use it to be a blessing? If you noticed in, uh, in, in, in Genesis, where it spoke about uh, Moses, it said, I want to show you something. It says in Genesis 12, 2 to 4, it says, I will make you into a great nation. Who? Abraham. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, Abraham. I will make your name great, Abraham. I will make your name great. So, so I, I was like, God has no problem us standing out. That I'm a CEO, I'm well known, and I'm, no, God, God puts us there on purpose. Amen. God puts us there on purpose. So, so we need to be those Christians who are not shy 
to say, this is where I'm going and this is where I believe God wants me to be. Amen. Amen, church. I am blessed. I am blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Let's move forward. Thank you, Father. We bless you. So, yeah. So, church, let's stop feeling like we're not blessed. That ends today. It has ended as of today. That wherever we are, we are blessed. When you see First Peter says chosen generation, you say, yes, I'm a chosen generation. And that's who I am, and I'm blessed. So, God, I was reminded at, at work we have got something they call Hoshin Kanri. And this thing, it's like the president of the company is like, this is uh, where I see the company this year or in the next two years. And that's all. So he just writes one word or one line, and he says, this is where I see us. And then he takes that, he gives it to your uh, vice president. The vice president, they take that, and they see what can they do in marketing to fit into that. Uh, finance to fit into that, logistics to fit into that. He didn't tell them what to do. He just told them that, guys, in the next year, let's say I want to have sold 20 cars, so and I want to have saved so much money, for example. Now, these departments, they make a plan to fit into that. The vice president, they take it lower to their general managers. So the vice president has made it clear that because that's what he wants to do, as my, as my department... These are the areas I want us to focus on. He takes those areas to his subordinates. Then they split the work. It's the same thing with God. I, I was like, wow, God is in business, and God has an agenda. So God's plan is make disciples of all nations. And that's all he says. And that's all he says. And he's like, I'm going to take this. Every nation, Devon, take your portion. Every nation, Rosebank, take your portion. Every nation, Cape Town. Every nation of Tata, hallelujah, take your portion. You know, so, 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 so he takes this down and every nation, Deben is like, we, in relation to that, we are going to reach disciple impact. And then every nation, uh, Rosebank has theirs. Ministries come in, your worship ministry and your compassion ministry. How can we partner with the rich disciple impact? And then we come in as a church. How can I be a blessing to what God is doing in my city through every nation, Devon? We want to reach, hey, I've got money. You want to reach, I've got a car, we can get there. You want to disciple, hey, I can disciple someone. We want to impact, how much do you need? Can I pray? Can I be part of prayer? You know, so, so, so that's where we then come in. All this, where does it go? To God. To God's plan. God's plan is make disciples of all nations. And that's all that matters. So now what does God then do? God puts you in UKZN. God puts you somewhere else. That because you're in every nation, Deben, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you access to things that you are going to use to partner with what I'm doing through every nation, Deben, if you're in every nation, Deben. Do you understand? So what we have... It is not for our glory. What we have, it is not for us. But it is to partner with God's bigger plan. And then who gets the glory after that? God. When everyone is blessed in Deben, who are they going to say? God. Not us. Amen. So, so what we have is not ours. 
it is not ours. Hallelujah. So Joel Austin says, when you focus on being a blessing, God always makes sure that you are always blessed in abundance. I have an example there of a tank. It's, it's like a tank. You see a tank, uh, a tank at home in our rural areas. I can, I'm familiar with it there. It tank. And a tank, I hope, yeah, there it is, thank you. So, so that tank, it fills water and from the roof. Now here's what happens. If you are two or three at home, by the time the year finishes, you would not probably have not finished that water. And then your neighbors are going to start coming and asking for water, and you're going to say, no, exactly, you're Cape Town people, I'm from Cape Town. You know? <laughs> so, so, so you're going to have people who are like, yo, and then what if the water finishes? What's going to happen? Now look at this. Let's say you do that. If you keep that water there, eventually the water is going to be full. What happens to the tank? It bursts. It does not like boom, but it has starts to have cracks. The water that was inside, it spills out because the tank cannot contain that amount of water and the pressure that comes from the rain. Why? Because when my neighbor came, I thought of tomorrow that what would we drink next month? What if there's no rain? You understand? Now that's, that's what happens, one. Number two, if you don't give your neighbor that water, what happens is the water may still stay there, but it will be contaminated. And then you're going to have to put chemicals there now, when you drink the water, you have to boil it. Extra work for you. But if you had given water away, you don't know what God could have done. Are you with me? Some of the water you can't clean. So now, what happens is, once that tank starts having water outside, so what? We, this happened at home, and we took soap, and you put soap just to cover the cracks so that the water doesn't come in. But today, a year later, we had to buy a new tank. And that tank cost, it costed over 2000 So what am I saying? We are blessed to be a blessing. If we do not use what God has given us, nothing is going to come in. When rain comes, the water is going to spill on the outside. When water spills on the outside, it becomes a mess into the playground. I don't I can't play anymore because I'm just keeping the blessings all to myself and my family, but I don't use much of that. But now, if I share that with my neighbor, the chain of being a blessing continues to his neighbor and to her neighbor. So we are blessed to be a blessing, church. We need to use the blessings God has given us. Matthew 5, 1 to 11, the Beatitudes. Uh, it reads as follows. So the Beatitudes. So having known that I'm now blessed, I was like, oh, now it makes sense. These beatitudes now make sense to me. Because to be honest with you, when Pastor Wayne was teaching them last time, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, hmm, yes, I feel it. But I didn't connect to it as I connected now. Because now I know I'm blessed, uh, I know that I'm making spirit because I know that I'll be comforted. I know that uh, I'm having a slight problem here, but basically I am merciful, I am pure in heart, and I am all the things that you see there because I know that I'm a child of God. When you read that Matthew chapter 5, it tells you why you are pure in heart. It tells you why you are meek in spirit. It tells you why. Some of the verses there it says, you are like that because you are a child of God. You are like that because you will be filled. You are like that because you will be comforted. So I did not put much detail there because I wanted you to go through it. So, so those are the beatitudes that 
now makes sense that because we are blessed, we are pure in heart. Because we are blessed, it's okay to mourn. Because we are blessed, we are peacemakers. Because we are blessed, we seek right righteousness and so forth. Psalms chapter 1. What happens when we are blessed? Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Verse 2. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is blessed. So to me, this then tells me if we don't do that, maybe we're not blessed. Maybe we're not blessed or we're not blessed, but this is saying blessed is the one. If you remember, Galatians said, by faith we are blessed. Faith has action. Faith is us being connected to God. And the only way to be connected to God is through his word. So we get connected to God through this two verse two. And then it says, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So it says you blessed. So that person, so imagine a tree, tree planted along, along, uh, along the river banks. Who eats the tree? Who eats the fruit? Is it the tree or me? I eat the fruit. Who uses the leaves? Is it me or the tree? It's me. I use the leaves of the tree. Right? Now, when the, when the tree eats, do I see when it eats? Because it has its own quiet time under the ground. Because it has its own quiet time. So what happens is it feeds on its own. We don't see when it feeds. It feeds through the sun. We don't see the sun feeding, but we know that it feeds through the sun. I do, we don't see that. What do we see? Fruits. And then Ufanele comes in and takes the fruits for herself. Right. So, so, so this verse is saying, you are blessed like a tree if you meditate on the law day and night. And then it says, you are like that tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. Because why? You delight in the law day and night. And that's what happens. So now, because you are blessed, like a tree, you become a blessing. The same tree, those who are triologists, will tell us today that the benefits of a tree the benefits of a tree in society, what the tree does to the vegetation, what the tree does to the soil, and the same roots, what they do, what they do when the river is flowing. The same roots are playing a role in terms of cleaning the same river. And that tree is there. So the Bible says we are like a tree. Do we ever say thank you to the tree? And yet when we become a blessing, he didn't even say thank you. I'm not going to bless him again. He didn't even send me a thank you after I left. But the tree, no one thanks the tree. Instead, it continues to feed through God. Not that we should not say thank you, but its focus, it's not on you. You take, it will receive from God. It doesn't know, it does not know if it's going to be sunny tomorrow, if there's going to be rain tomorrow. It does not know if the river is a year-round flowing river. It doesn't know that. All it knows, God has stationed me here, 
and my role is to produce leaves and fruits. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Same thing, Jeremiah 17. These are the only two chapters that speak about tree. And I was so fascinated. I think we're going to have a tree series coming up soon. <laughs> you know. so, so you look at Jeremiah 17, 7 to 10. It says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Say, trust in the Lord. Whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It does not fear. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. (laughs) This is what happens when we are blessed. I think I've overemphasized this and the, the Bible has overemphasized this. This is what happens when we are blessed. This, let's take the word for what it says. As of today, tell yourself, okay, Lord, I'm going to put this word of yours to test. I am going to meditate on this word day and night. I want to see what you are saying here. I challenge you to do that. Day and night, not Sundays, not on a connect group, not on your discipleship meeting, day and night. Meditate on this law. You come tell me that you don't, you, you, you are not prospering. Then we're gonna, we're gonna close the door. We're gonna close church. No, you can't tell me that we're going to close church. Because you see, this word works. When we apply it, it works. We are a result of this word working. But what we do is, you meditate in the morning, sometimes we don't meditate at night. You meditate at night, you don't meditate in the morning. And then, during the day, you are watching everything. You are feeding yourself with everything playing. Everything negative cares of the world, what is of the world, and the next thing you lose focus of the word. Hallelujah. So that is why God says in Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. So if you focus your attention on seeking God, being a blessing, wherever you are, in the house of the Lord, wherever, at work, doesn't matter. All things shall be added unto you because we serve a God of abundance. So that is why then the same Bible says, who do we bless? We bless those who persecute us. We bless those who insult us. It becomes so easy when someone insults you. It becomes so easy. Guys, it becomes so easy. You know, it it was not easy though in the beginning. I remember... My manager, we used to have a clash here and there. And this other time he said, you know what, you sobs, you are selfish. You are selfish. That's the thing about you. I'm like, Lord. Now, if, if he's your manager, the first thing that comes to your mind is like, yo, everything I've been doing, you don't see and you're calling me selfish. Now, because now I know I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. So I replied to him, I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do? And that was my response. But because I knew who I was and I knew why he said that. Because I know I am blessed. So therefore, him insulting me or sort of persecuting me will not determine how I'll respond to him. I will still give him the same fruits 
of love, of gentleness, of kindness, of patience. Not that we are not going to address the fact that you said I'm selfish. We will get there. We will get there. However, we will get there. For now, love comes first. And what is in front of us comes first. Because sometimes he could be saying that because of frustrations I do not know about. Are you with me? The same guy is the same guy I talk the word of God with today at work. Because I'm like, Lord, however he comes, I will continue to minister to him in different ways. Amen. So that is why when we're insulted, we become a blessing. That is why the word says that. That is why. It's because we are blessed. It's because we've got Jesus inside of us. So without meditating on the word day and night, we cannot be a blessing. So if you did not have your quiet time this morning, and if you did not have it yesterday, that day you are probably dry. And if he says you are selfish, hallelujah, Jesus, I see and all. You know, so that's what happens. That is what happens. That is what happens. And the next thing, we, we've got political issues in the work environment that are not glorifying God. The next thing, the company is not growing because we are not productive from an emotional point of view. Now, if the company is not productive, that means we're not making money. That means there are people who are going to lose their jobs because we are allowing ourselves not to be a blessing in the work environment. I'm closing. Galatians 6, 9 to 10. It says, so let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. It is tiring, church. It is tiring, and it can be exhausting. This, the Bible knows that. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all. Every time we get a chance. Starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. It starts here. It starts here after, after, after the service today. It starts here when we are having tea and coffee. It says starting here. We, we, we saw a lot of that example in the book of Acts when the guys would sell their possessions so that they could help one another. It starts here. That how do we become a blessing to one another? That is why we are a chosen generation. Because we've got God inside of us. We've got God. You made a decision that, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. That is why we say we are a chosen generation. That is why we are a royal priesthood. We should not say those things in fear. It's who we are because we are blessed. We are a holy nation, God's own purchased special people. And that is why, because we are blessed, we are able to set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of God. That is why we do that. It is not because I've got everything I need in life. That is not the reason. It's because I've got Jesus. That's the main reason. And that is why the same Bible says, you are the salt and light of the world. It says you. The same salt and light, it said, Jesus said, I am the salt and light. Few, few minutes down the scripture, the same scripture says, you are the salt and light. We are the salt and light. We are God's workmanship. We are tools to be used to advance the kingdom of God. 
We are images of God. We spoke about in the beginning. The Bible says in Matthew 5.16, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That they may see your good deeds. We are not taking away Mac. We are not taking away your name. That they may see your good deeds, that we may glorify the Father in heaven. Colossians 3, 1 to 3 says, let us set our minds on things above. You see, the main, one of the main reasons we do not allow ourselves to be a blessing, we conform to the standards of the world. We allow the world to define us. Bazalwan, we are not defined by the world. What happens in the economy, what happens in politics, what happens in the racial world, what happens in the cultural world, it doesn't define us. We are defined by the word of God. That is what defines us. Amen. That is what defines us. If we could take this word, Colossians 3 says, let us set our minds on things above. Let us set our hearts on things above. We focus there. Anything here, we are just walking on top of it. And we are planting some things. Amen. Romans 12 two says, let us not conform to the standards of this world. Let us refuse to conform, church. It's easy to conform because we watch all these things. It's easy. Sometimes you just conform subconsciously. There's a friend of mine who hates TV a lot. He says, Sobs, you can't watch the same thing, breaking up, kissing one another, swearing, and a month later, you say it was a slip of the tongue. You were feeding yourself that thing, so that's why it came. You cannot watch... Um, Every day, you are watching politics. Guy kicking someone, that doing that, people boycotting. And then, two months later, things are not going well at work. One guy says, hey, let's strike. Of course you'll say, I must send my thought. Do you understand? Because, because you have been feeding yourself, you have been taking. As you're watching, you are taking. So now, two months down the line, you are engaging in discussions that are not building the society. So that is why the same Bible says, let us not conform. It's easy because it's who we are. We are living in this day, the radio, what we, are, what we see on posters, it's easy. But the same Bible expects us not to conform. So we serve an intentional God church. A God that, uh, we serve an intentional God. And we are to be intentional as well as the church. May we stand as I close. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so church, where to from here? We serve an intentional God, a God who has a plan and who has blessed us. And if there's anything that, in terms of being practical, that we can take home is we need to be intentional with the word of God. We need to spend more time in quiet times. Connect, attending connect groups, committing to such activities such as just one. We need to be intentional. We were doing a, a devotion, my wife and I, and this devotion was saying, every day, look at people around you. Look at people who are five meters around you. And I think it was part of the uh, fasting, fasting week. It was saying, look at people who are five meters around you, or one meter. It was saying, all those people, they are there for you to be a blessing. So my challenge to all of us as a church, even if it is one person, just one person, 
that you are going to make a commitment that, Lord, this just one person, even if he's the most difficult guy or lady, but I'm going after him. That is you saying, I'm going to be a blessing. You look at the church that we are in. There are a number of things as a church that we do not have. But we have them, they are here. But they have not yet manifested. Because God has given us those things. Just because we don't have chairs here, we have them, they are in us. We can give birth to additional chairs in this house. Just because our men's room or the ladies' room or the baby's room is lacking something, it's up to us as a church. So the question is, church, what do you have? What do you have? You being in that taxi, it's not a mistake that you are sitting next to the driver or with the passengers at the back. You are there to be a blessing. When they tease the taxi driver, you are there to calm them down. Guys, it's okay. Jesus is Lord. Amen. I learned something that, you see, taxi drivers, there's, there, there, there's a spirit driving them to be like that. And until we come to understand why they do that, then we would respond differently. So we can be a blessing, church. We can be a blessing. It is up to us. When you are at the petrol station, when that guy serves you, you can be a blessing to him. There are times where you may not have the money to tip, but your words of affirmation, your words of saying, the Lord bless you, your words of saying, I can see you down, what's wrong? There's a lady who was serving me at and Bean, and she was so down, and I said, what's wrong? And then she, 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 she put a professional face, and then a few minutes later she comes, and then she says her mother was sick and is in hosp- she's in hospital. At that moment we prayed. So we are blessed, church, to be a blessing. And the question now is, what do you have? What do you have? Number two, I believe there are a number of people here who have been broken in being a blessing. Because sometimes you bless and bless and bless, and then you get persecuted for that. And as we're preparing, I could feel that God was saying to those people that, it's okay, my child. Go back again and be a blessing. Go back again and be a blessing to your in-laws, to your colleagues who have hurt you, who have belittled you at work, and those people who have persecuted you in the business world. But I could feel that God is saying to those people that it's okay. Go and do it again. Because I'm going to be glorified. With our eyes closed, let's pray. So I wanted you to set your heart this morning in two areas that what do you have that you are saying, Lord, use me, I'm available. And for those people that I've just spoke about now, that God is saying to you guys that he's hugging you and he's comforting you and he's saying, it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes we be a blessing, we run and run and run and then we get tired. God is saying, it's okay, do it again. Don't stop. Don't shy away. Don't shy away. And I want you to, I want us to just pray as a church and ask God to forgive us and also to open our eyes and to help us to heal and to recover that we may go again. Hallelujah. I want us just to pray in your language, in your language. Let's just pray, church, and ask God to help us and to, to, to show us. Father, we thank you so much, and we, we give you the glory and the honor, Lord. 
in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Show us what we have, Lord, and in the name of Jesus. Heal, Lord. Heal us, Lord. Heal us, Father. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Father, we just humble ourselves before you this morning. Yes, Lord. And, um, yeah, we just want to repent this morning, Father yes, God, Lord. for where we, we just always see ourselves as not being blessed or not having enough or just always looking at the glass half empty, Lord, and, and always seeing the lack. It's, it's just part of how the world works, Lord. The world always looks at the lack, what's missing and, and we've become conformed to this world in so many ways, God, that we just, we just always see what's missing, Lord, what we don't have, what we need. And we don't realize how rich we are in you. When the word tells us that we have been blessed, Lord, and yet we walk around with a mentality of like we're not blessed, Lord. And for this morning, Father God, we just want to make a commitment to... To, to, to just understanding who we are in you, that we are blessed in you this morning. And we want to say thank you that, Lord, you've given us your son, you've given us eternity, you've put inside us your, your, your DNA, Lord Jesus, that we carry the seed of faith, this, this promise inside of us, God, this incredible treasure, this, this Holy Spirit that you've put inside of us, Lord God. And with this, Lord, when we put our faith to it, Lord, anything is possible to him who believes. Mountains can move. Provision can come. Uh, just lives can change. Situations can change. All because of this incredible deposit that you've put inside of us, Lord God. And yet we just don't see it and we don't look at it and we don't pay attention to it, Lord God. And we just keep looking for that handout, that next thing, Father God. And we, we have a poverty mentality, Father God, when what we should have is a blessing mentality that we are so, we've got so much. We can, material blessings is just, it's just part of the flow. The real blessing is giving Christ to this world. We've always got prayer. We can always give prayer. We can always give encouragement. We can always give joy. We can always give hope. We can always give love. We can always give kindness. We can always give these things. And it doesn't the world need these things. And, and yet we just keep done playing these things as, as not important, Father God. Yet these are the fruits of the Spirit, Lord God. The, what the world is craving is hope. What the world is craving is love. Lord, there's, there's so much brokenness. There's so much hopelessness, Lord God. There's so much despair in the world. And we've been given all of this, God, to give to the world, to give to the world, to bless the world with it, Lord. And I just pray for a shift in our mentality this morning, Father God. We pray for a shift in our minds this morning, Father God. That we would see how blessed we are, Father, how rich you've made us in Christ, Lord Jesus. And that we would see that we have so much to give to this world. We've got so much to give to that colleague of mine, to that boss of mine. We've got so much to give to our kids and to our neighbor's kids and to our, our friends, to even our, our community of faith here this morning, Lord. We've got so much to give. We've got so much to give. I wonder where you are right now. Is, uh, just allow the Lord to put faces into your mind this morning. Can you? He's called us to be a blessing. Can you just think about the people that He's called you to bless this morning? Maybe there's somebody around you. Just I don't know. Maybe you could just think about them for a moment and just 
ask the Lord this morning, Lord, what can I do? Lord, what can I do? What, what have I got, Lord Jesus? What, and just with open hands before him this morning, just say, Lord God, I'm available. Lord, just how can I be a blessing in my, in my block of flats, Lord Jesus? How can I be a blessing in this family, Lord God? How can I be a blessing in this neighborhood, Lord Jesus? Give me some of those ideas, Lord Jesus, so that my good deeds can shine before men. And then all men will know who my daddy is, <laughs> who my dad in heaven is. Just allow him to put those faces into your mind this morning. Just allow him to, maybe just the worship team, you guys can come on up this morning. Let's just have a moment this morning. Can we... You know, there's so much power in, in, in making a decision. So much power in making a decision. Now you can make a decision today and your life can change. This one pastor of mine said, decisions determine destiny. And it's so right. You know, the decisions we make determine our destiny. And Sobs has shared so well this morning just that our destiny is to be a, the greatest force of blessing on the earth. It wouldn't be the, the government or it wouldn't be some organization or something like that, but that we, the people of God, would be the greatest force of blessing on the earth. That we would just be this, this wave of blessing that would just flow out into every avenue into our schools and into our hospitals, everywhere, that we would be this force of blessing. And I want you just to make a decision this morning to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, that's my destiny. That's who God's called me to be. And, and, and make a decision in your heart this morning that, you know what, we're not going to, not going to keep thinking like a taker. Not, to, to not keep thinking like you, you're poor. To, to stop thinking that way and to make a decision this morning that to, to just see how rich you are and that your destiny is just to be a blessing. No matter what you've got, no matter how much is in the account, no matter whatever you've, you've always got, you can give hope, you can give love, you can give encouragement, you can give prayer, you can give time. There's so much you can give. Lord, let... May we understand the richness of what you've called us to this morning, Father God.